Okay, we're, we're, we're in, as we said, we're in the middle of Tosfos on Gimel on Medala, Dibar Master, the Onim Yehishmei Hagodol. Right, just very, very briefly again, if anyone has just come. As we said yesterday, there was, there was a, uh, there was a Machlekas between Tosfos and the Master Vitri as to what is the Pshat in Yehishmei Rabo. According to the Master Vitri, Yehishmei Rabo is Yehishim Kor, may the name of Kor become Rabo, become complete. And then a separate request is, a separate request is, And Tosa says it can't be because the expression of the Gemara is, It's clear that it's one request, may the name of Hashem be, may the great name of Hashem be blessed for all time. It's not, may the name of Hashem become complete. So that, that was Mark number one. We're in the middle of Tosa, which is, as we said, we're going to come complete Tosus now, where it begins Vigam Masha Omim Ha'olam. In the middle of that Tosus, Dibar Masha Omim Vigam Masha Omim Ha'olam. Also that which the people say, Lekaf Omim Kaddish Veloshen Aramis. Why is Kaddish, or a lot of it, a lot of it at least, the part which is not based on Pesukim, why is it said in Aramaic? Why not in Loshen Ha'kodesh? So people say the reason is, Lepishet Filon Noe V'Shavach Godalu. Because it, it, it's a very beautiful very prunyant um, prayer. And therefore, it's a big shvach Hashem, I'll keep this kind of Targum. Therefore, it's, it's, uh, we say it in Veloshim Targum, in Aramaic, Shalayobinu HaMalochim, in order that, that the Malochim should not understand what we're saying, the Yudu Miskanim Bonu, because they did, they'd be jealous of us. The Gemara says in Shabbos that Malochim don't understand Aramaic. The one language they don't understand, except Tosa says, except Gabriel, Malaf Gabriel, who taught Yosef in Mitzrayim, he taught him all seven, uh, he taught him all, taught him all seventy languages. But other than him, they don't understand Aramaic. Okay, Tosa says it's a very, very interesting idea because the Malachim can read our minds. He says, and yet they don't understand Aramaic. That's what Tosa says. So he doesn't understand it. But Al Kaponim, they don't understand Aramaic, and therefore. If we don't want the Malochim to understand what we're saying, then obviously we speak in Aramaic. Now, if we were to say Kaddish in Loshan Kodesh, people say that it's such a beautiful prayer, which for whatever reason it may be, the Malochim cannot say. I believe there is a very good reason for it. But, it doesn't matter why, but they can't say it, as opposed to Kedusha. Kedusha, Kaddish, 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 we say in, what language? In Loshan Kodesh. Because the Malachim do say that. The Kaddish, for, for a very good reason, the Malachim cannot say. Okay? Based on, uh, the, they, they, there's a Zaya which the Beis brings in, in Hilfus Kaddish. Take a look there, and you, it's, it's, uh, you should understand the based on that, maybe. But, so therefore, the Malachim would get jealous of us, though, to be able to say such a beautiful Shavast Hashem, Kaddish, which we can't say, seemingly, they get jealous of us, never they lay accusations against us, so we don't want that to happen, so if we say it in Aramaic. So Tosus, it's not true. So Tosus, I don't think that's correct. Shari Kamal Tefillos Yofis, because there's many beautiful Tefillos, Shehid Veloshin Ibi, which are said in Loshin Akedash. We're not worried about what the Malachim are going to say. So Tosus, it's not true. Now before we go on and see what Tosus therefore says, why does Tosus let us go the other way around. And the people who say it is true, so what is the difference between Kaddish and all other tzvillas? We say Boruch She'omah, we say in Loshan HaKodesh, we praise Hashem. Yishtabach, all the other, as says, all these beautiful prayers to praise Hashem, we say in Loshan HaKodesh, and we're not worried what the Malachim are going to say. What's the difference? The answer is, if you look at the Tur, Simenun Bob in Arachai, the tour, based on, as the Taz explains it, he sort of says it more, more black and white, it's beautiful. Tosus goes to the Shetosa. Tosus, remember, let's go back a stage. The Matzah Victory said, what's Peshat in Yehoshmei Rabbo? It's made the name of Hashem become, become complete. That's an amazing Shvach. We're, we're sitting in a world where the Shekhinah Kaviyotel is, in, the, the, the name of Hashem, whatever that means, is incomplete. The Shekhinah is, is in, in a state of, of desire, and we're, we're praying for that day when Hashem's re- glory will be revealed to us. That's an amazing Shvach, which you will not find in any other spirit. 
And that's something which most definitely, as I said, if you take a look at the Zayah, it's only because it's not a Zayah, I'm not going to... But if you look at the Beisiyeti then, Simon Nunvov, towards the beginning, you'll see that Kaddish is in the most beautiful, unbelievable prayer. He says, if you read that Zayah there, says you, you, you'll see it, it's something which you will not find in any other spiller. And therefore, based on that, he says, that's why you've got to be so careful, so careful to, to uh, have on in it. The Gemara says later on, I think it's Tafala. It's such a powerful prayer to the extent that, the, although we don't pass it like it, the Gemara wants to say there that if, even if you're in the middle of Shemana Esrei, you interrupt for Vanshin Kaddish. Not for Kadusha, not for anything else. But for, well, let's say Kaddish. Not, for Kaddish is the one exception. To answer Yehishmei Rabba, that's the one exception. It's such a powerful. So therefore, it's the Malachim see we're saying this. So, based from this master of they say, of course they're going to be jealous of us. But remember what did Tosa say Pshat and Yehishmei Rabba is? That's not what Yehishmei Rabba means. Tosa says Yehishmei Rabba just means may the great name of Hashem be blessed. But what's the difference between that and Baruch She'on Avahoyah Ha'olam? What's the difference between Yishtabach and every spirit where we say sing all the Lashem Ha'kela Godel HaGibah Ha'anur we're not worried there. Because the Malachim could also say that. So therefore says Tosa we have to look for a different reason why it says in Aramaic. Okay? So there's really the, it's, the, it's really symmetry here. According to the Master of Victory that Yesh Meirabah is, is a most beautiful prayer, may the name of Hashem become complete, then of course we don't want the Malachim to understand what we're saying. But according to Tosus, that Pshat is Yehesh Meirabah Mubarak, may the name of Hashem become, may the great name of Hashem be blessed. It's, no, it's not so different to any other spiller. So therefore, so let's just finish off then. So why do we say it's an Aramaic? So Tosus, Towards the bottom of Gimel Omedalus, El Anirei Kedarmina Mosef Seita. So there, a Gemara then the Seita, Eino Ela Miskayim Ela Asidra Dikdushasa. Vayish Mei Rabba the Bata Agadsa. The Gemara says the world stands on two things: the Yehish Mei Rabba that people say in after a shit, right? Then we say Rabbi Chanan Ben Akasha Eimer. Then we say Kaddish. On that Yehish Mei Rabba, bear this in mind for after the shit. The world stands on that. That's one thing, and the other thing is is on Kedusha. So therefore, so you're a gil no ma kaddish achad drasha. They used to say kaddish after a drasha. The shomo you amir haaroksos. There were amiraks in there at the at the shir. The lo you mevinim kulam loshen akedus. They didn't all understand loshen akedus. The kach teknu beloshen targum. That's why they said you should say kaddish in every kaddish, not just uh, the one after the shir. Every kaddish should be said in loshen targum. So you are called mevinim shazayi loshenu. Even though Aramaic is obviously not the same as Roshan Akedash, but it's better at least, better that at least everyone should understand what's being said, therefore they were stuck in it in Targum. It's, it's, uh, it's one of these old debates about Yiddish as well. Uh, some, some, uh, some yeshivas are so mucked on Yiddish, it means even if there are from there, this is an old debate, they don't understand the Yiddish, they say it's better they don't understand the Shir for the time being, but the Shir should be in Yiddish, which they say it's got a certain Kedusha, arguably yes or no. Others, other Kedushas take the view, no, it's more important that everyone should understand the shit. So it's got to be in English, it's got to be in English. Okay, English just doesn't have the most amazing Kedusha, true. But uh, the most important thing is that people should understand. Based on the state, it would, be an, it would definitely be an interesting point to raise. It could be there as a Chiluk. I mean, think about it, it could be a Chiluk. Al Koponim. Presumably. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't I'm not sure. Um, the truth. No, it could be. I, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't. Don't really know. But the the. Um, I mean, Aramaic definitely has a tradition. There's a maral who says Aramaic is is the next level down from Russian Arcadus because it's the language. The sweet Sedra, Abram is going to be born. It's the language Abram. So that was his mother tongue. Okay. The, the, the difference is there, they do get a chance to sing their praises. 
Kaddish is something which seemingly, as I said, if you look at look there, it's seemingly it's got nothing nothing to do with Malochim. And this is a Matsavichi says it's such a powerful praise, which Malochim day or night. The, it's bit, uh, the way I understand it's going to be the That's the basic thing. If you look at the, as I said, this layer there, it, it's clear that what Kaddish is doing is something which only people who have Bechira can do. Whereas Malochim, who are more Kaddish on the one hand, but don't have this Bechira, they can't say that they, they're, they're not. They're not shy to this whole thing about Molik and this, you know, bad and good in the world, going back to last week's treasure, therefore they, they can't do it. I, just, I, I, don't want, I don't want to get too sidetracked into Zoya, I, I don't really understand it properly. Anyway, but it's, um, it's, it's, it's a it's a which they can see, it's not shy to them. The praising, Kodesh, 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 fine, we do it by day, they do it by night, okay, they, they're, they're, at least they can do it. They also don't have, the, they don't have the same opportunity as us. Uh, so they, they only say it after us as well, and they also, it's only once, you know, there's, there's a whole uh, rotor system, we can say it every day, more than once a day, but at least they can say it. Fine, so we're working together, they're saying it, we're saying it, fine. But some of which they, they say it's such a powerful praise, and I think, well, I, that's what I think, so it's clean. and they can't even do it, so they'll get jealous of us. Correct. Correct, correct. As I said, look, t- take a look at the beginning of Simon and Voss, they see things there well worth looking at, right? Work through it there and you'll see. It's, it, it's along those lines. Along those lines. Okay, um, as we said yesterday, there are a couple of practical nascaminas between the two Pshotim. Is it Yehei Shemesh with a, which was, as quite correctly pointed out, it's because, is it with a Muppet K? Because the name Koch is with a, the name of Hashem is with a Muppet K. The Prima Godim was the Bach says it doesn't really make a difference anyway, I think it's Prima Golden, he says either way you can stay with the Mafei K. So therefore, if you say like that, either way you stay with the Mafei K, you'll be yoked to both Pshatim. Um, the other Nafkaminah is where to pause, if you're going to pause at all. But as the, the best thing to do is don't pause at all. Just go straight through, and therefore we don't have to get involved in that. Yehish may rather on the Borah, certainly can you pause, and therefore whichever Pshat you're following, doesn't make a difference. Whereas if you pause, Depending on where you pause, you may be going like the Matsavichi, say so Yehei Shemei, pause, Rabba, where you definitely, that, that, that's uh, not good um, if you want to be uh, saying that the, that it's the great name sort of thing. I think it's that way. Uh, the kit, so the best thing to do is say all these words together and whichever Kavana I'm going to have and without even yet. Let's continue on. Tana Rabbana, the two lines from the bottom of the page, Gimel Amadala. We saw this is a continuation of the story from Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yossi was told by Eliyahu, it's not a good idea to go into a churva, into, into a dilapidated area. He said, I went into there because I didn't want people to disturb my davening. He was told, nonetheless, you should have davened on the road, and you could have davened the shortened filler, Ayi Havi name. What's the reason why you shouldn't go into a churva? Tana there's three reasons why you don't go into a dilapidated area. Mipnei chashad, because of chashad, as Rashi says, people will think that Zayna Muchenet Leishon, that he's got a harlot waiting for him there. As the Tamid Yerabin say, even if you know you're completely innocent, and even if you know you'd never come to sin, even if there was a woman there, doesn't matter, you have to worry about what people think. Even though we live in a world where people say, you know, you've got to live for yourself, don't worry about what other people say. We know when it comes to these sort of things, chashad, You've got to have a tov shem v'shem and tov. Harachik min akir chazal. Stay well away from things where people will get the wrong end of the stick. Keep well away. That's mevnei chashal. Mevnei amapoyles. Second reason is because of the danger. It's a, it's a collapsing building. And if you walk in there, you never know when it's going to collapse. And number three is mevnei amazikin. Because of the demons and harmful spirits which uh, hang around in these sorts of uh, places. Okay, these are the three reasons. I just want to raise one question before we go on. Something to think about. By the end of the Gemara, it should be, it should be easily answered. Yesterday, and this is why I went into the toast yesterday, I said to you, you'll see tomorrow why. Well, tomorrow, whatever it was. But we said that Rabbi Yossi, what was he thinking when he went into the, into the Chorba? So I said that Ein Yaakov, I mean, surely he knows this. I mean, we're talking about Rabbi Yossi, one of the Gedolei Tanoim. The answer is, says Ein Yaakov, he relied on the protection of his, his tefillah. He said, the tefillah will protect me. And then Yoh said to him, you don't rely on that if there's another, you could do it without relying on, on uh, protection. You should have done it on the road. That's what, the way Enyat Yaakov explains it. Now, 
you follow through the three, re- the three reasons, does the Enyaka fit with all three reasons? Protection is only going to help you for the, the last two reasons. If it's because of Mimpneyama Pedis, because the building may collapse, no, so he says, I realize on my, on my you know, the filler will protect me, it won't collapse. We find such Gemara's elsewhere. Right, where somebody says, get all the Kedem out, as long as I'm in here, the building won't collapse. Get everything out of it. That's it, yeah. I think that makes sense, yeah. So, um, so to I'm not worried of the, the harmful spirits, they wouldn't touch me because I'm dominant. But what about Mithnei Chashab? People wouldn't suspect Rabbi Yossi. Maybe. Does everyone know that he's Rabbi Yossi? Remember, he's, he's on a journey here. Maybe people know, maybe people don't say them. So? True, exactly. They suspect Moshe Rabbeinu even. So, what's, what's the... You got an answer? Yeah. Go on. His tefillah will finish up with Elokhain Yitzhah. Correct. In which he doubles, people should not think badly of him. You see, number one, you're assuming he finishes with Elokhain Yitzhah. The Gemara later on, not everyone ends with Elokhain Yitzhah. I think it was Rabbi Lassandri, was that? I can't remember which one it was. I did, it wasn't Rabbi Yossi. definitely wasn't Rabbi Yossi. But number two is, um, th- there's, there's another... Then maybe another point is, a separate thing is, we say, I told you this Shomayim, because it's me, I'll Shomayim. There's certain things you can't, even with your tefillah, there's a whole debate, can you dumb somebody else's Yer Shomayim? Can, you, can your dumbing affect somebody else's Tukhira? If this guy is going to suspect you, he should be dumbing up, because I don't know, maybe your tefillah could help. Maybe yes, maybe no. Okay, he's, suggest, he's suggesting here a possibility, maybe because he was going to dumb and at the end, the people shouldn't suspect. No. So according to that, you come up with a bit of a chiddush. You could always, no, I don't need protection. I could go into the chur, I could just dove you know, as long as I think I'm constant enough that my chiddush will be effective. And this is a much simpler answer. By the end of the Gemara, you'll, you'll see there's a much simpler answer. Let's, let's go through the Gemara now. The fact that we've given three reasons, the Gemara, we're talking about a bright here, it must be, if you need three reasons, it's not like we, we just look, for, you know, to be on the safe side, we'll think as many reasons as we can. It must be there's going to be situations where each one will be the only reason that you have to stay away from the Surah. If there's three se- separate reasons, it must be there will be a situation where you will have one, only one reason and not the other two. So we're going to try and work through each one, when will you have only that reason uh, applicable. So let's start. Nepnei Chashad. First reason we said you don't go into a Surah is because people may suspect it. They think maybe you've got a harlot waiting for you there. Says the Gemara of a tape claim, and Shema Pelech. Well, why does it have to come on to that? If it's, uh, if it's crumbling, if this building is falling, that should, be a, that should be enough of a reason not to go in there. Says the Gemara B'chadzati. We're talking about a new churva. It's just began, just begun to collapse. Top of Gimel on the base. Now, just look at this Rashi a second. See if, how you, you would learn this Rashi. Top Rashi on the page. It's a short Rashi. B'chadzati. What do you mean a new churva? Is it collapsing or is it not? So Rashi says, Shenoflomichodosh, it just began to fall, or in fact it fell just now, its wall fell, but it's still strong. Now, people with the new Gemaras will already see, they make the change with the Gersoy, the Yaivut. What are we talking about here? What, the Tau Pisa? I mean, what, what's happening here? Where is it falling like this and it's sort of got halfway? If a wall falls, how can it still be Odeno Bechazkosa? If you have, there's a safer call today, what's it called? Rabchaim Kanievsky, he wrote, he brought out a safer many years ago, uh, more of a contrast, and in there he's got a lot of horrors he had when he was younger. He says he never understood this Rashi. What, what, what's, what's Rashi. what does Rashi mean here? The Yaivitz changes the gears, and he says because of that, you, it's not Shelo. It should say Shaloi. Can you read it like this? Shenof lo mechodosh. The wall just, just began to fell, I suppose. Shachoimo, or something like Shaloi noflo. Hold on, the Gersha is. Shachoimo, Shaloi noflo. The wall that has not yet fallen, Odeno Bechezkosa, is still strong. Something along this, that's how he, he reads it. To be honest with you, I'd like to suggest there's not a problem to start with. You read it like this, simple. Shenoflo mechodosh. The wall just fell. Shach, meaning, Shachoy no shelo noflo. The wall just fell. 
they're not a chetkota, but the building is still strong. Simple as that. One wall is fallen. Now, if you ask an engineer, I don't know if there's uh, any building engineers here, it's not a good, uh, it's not a scudder to keep that building like that for a long time. Because gradually, the walls, you don't support the walls, um, the ceiling, I mean, the ceiling will gradually sag and eventually it'll crumble and collapse. But in the initial stages, we've got a surveyor here, right? That uh, in the initial stages, the wall would, the, the building would, would survive. It could be that that's what, that's what it means here. The churva is not just the wall, it's the building. The building is a churva. Meaning, the wall has just collapsed. But the building, for the time being, is still, is still sound. So therefore, you don't have to worry about the sarkana, although maybe it's going to collapse while I'm in there. It's only just begun, you know, to, either it'll be fixed, or with time, you'll have to make it a, you know, fenced-off area. Maybe that is shut, maybe it's not. But either way, we're talking about something which is, for the time being, is still safe. Ask the Gemara, okay, fine, we don't have to worry about the reason of Marpele. But the tape claim is Shemazikin. Why do I have to come on to Chashad because people will suspect me? What about Mazikin? What about the harmful spirits? To be said, a bit straight. We're talking about where there are two people going into the Chorva together. And if you've got two people going in, Mazikin don't harm two people. It's a Gemara later on. Right? Two people Mazikin won't, won't, won't harm. After the Gemara, the Ebit Trey, if you've got two people going in, say Chashad Namileka, there's also not a problem of, of Chashad. The Gemara, Gemara in Kedoshin, that if you've got two men going together with a woman, there's no problem of Yechud. Two men and a woman is not a problem of Yechud. Because we say if one man would do something, the other one may publicize it, it's not, no problem of Yechud. So, Mimanashach, if there's two people going in together, and therefore there's no problem of Mazikin, because these Mazikin don't harm when there's two people, when then there's also not Chashat. So, in which case, you shouldn't have a problem. Answer the Gemara, Betre Upritze. We're talking about two people going in together. So, these two people are what we call Poruptim. They're on the uh, more frivolous side. They're not what we call Kishayim. Now, Poruptim, I mean, it's, it's not for us now, it's more in condition, what constitutes Poruptim? Some Rishonim, I think, possibly the Rambam, are very, very Mahmud. They say it's only this, I wouldn't say the select few, who are Kishayim. Most people actually constitute Poruptim. But we take on not like that. Most people are Kishayim. Unless they're involved in dodgy business. Most people are Kishayim. Al-Koponim, we are talking about here two people who are Poruptim. Whatever the Poruptim, whichever side you take. And therefore... From the point of view of Mazikin, Mazikin don't differentiate whether these people are Puruktim or not. There are two people there, they don't harm. But from the point of view of Chashad, what people may suspect, it doesn't help you if you've got two people who are both Puruktim. Because if they're both Puruktim, then people will say, yeah, this probably is a harlot there, and both of them have gone for the same reason. They're both Puruktim. They're both frivolous, lewd people, and therefore, that's why they've gone there. So upon him, the first, the case of Chashad, when would you have Chashad and not the other two reasons? Is when the Churva is a new one, so if it's not yet a dangerous area, but, and, you, and there's two people going in, no problem of Mazikim, but they are Perutzim, and therefore, since they're Perutzim, you've got a problem of Chashad. That's Chashad. Next one. Nibna What about Mapeles? We said, the problem of the Sakhona, it may collapse. Why do you have to have that reason? Where would you have a situation where there's a problem that it may collapse, but you wouldn't have the other two, the other two uh, problems of chashat, people suspecting, or mazikin, the harmful spirit? That should be very simple. What's the answer to that? Without looking at the Gemara, you should be able to answer that. What's that? That's right, yep. The answer is, Sorry, I've skipped. Um, it is when you've got two people going in, it's a dilapidated area for a long time, it's a very dangerous area, so there's two people going in together, and both of them are Kishayim. Two people going in, no problem of Mazikin. They're both Kishayim, two Kishayim, no problem of suspects, of Chashad. The only problem you do have is the building may collapse. Finally, last one, Nipnea Mazikin. We said the last problem can be because of these harmful spirits. Ask the Gemara, the tape claim in Chashad and our when would you have a problem where there is Mazikin, but not, and this is the one which is more difficult, when would you have a problem of Mazikin, but not Chashad or Mapoyah? 
not the problem of being suspect or mapedes. Now, mapedes is easy. What's that? Chadzi. Oh, good. The Chorba Chadzi. We're talking about a new Chorba. So, for the time being, it's not, we're not worried it's going to collapse. So, that one's out. The problem is, how can you have a case where there's going to be Mazikin is going to be a problem, but not Chashad? That's a difficult one. So the Gemara, let's see what the Gemara attempts. Uvitrei Ukshedi starts off the Gemara. Well, if there's no Chashad, it has to be talking about you've got two people going in, and they're both Kashedi. The Gemara says, you've fallen into the trap. He betray, if you're talking about two people, Mazikin Nami you also won't have a problem of Mazike. It has to be talking about two people, because if you don't have two people, there's going to be a problem of Chashad. The people are going to suspect them of that they've got a Zona there, they've got a harlot there. But if it's talking about two people, you won't have a problem of Mazike. The Gemara answers, Dim Kremon Chayeshinon. We're talking about a place where Mazikin are particularly prevalent. In certain places, in a normal Chorva, if you've got two people going in, it's not a problem. They won't, they won't attack people if there's two. But there are certain areas which are known, you've got various Gomorrahs which with their certain shuls and things like that, where Mazikin, in those cases with demons, but Mazikin are particularly, they inhabit that area. And in such an area, even two people is not enough. And in fact, it's clear from Gomorrahs later on, as Hashem when we get to it, quite a bit later on, six parrots, that even three people also wouldn't help you. If there are Mazikin, this is the place they inhabit, Keep well away. So, so it can be if, if the person suffer physically as a result of it. Oh, it's not, not, not that no, 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 no. Mazikin is, is more like demons and spirits and things like that. But it's it's not that it can, they can damage a person physically. Therefore, it's, it's uh, nowadays we don't have quite the same uh, sort of the you want know, their class is weaker. Certain Gomorrahs don't, that we, don't, we definitely don't keep nowadays because they say the, the, the curse become weaker. But just keeping what, with what the Gomorrah says, there are certain places where they inhabit, those places keep well away. So therefore, the first answer to the Gomorrah is we're talking about a Khurvachazati, no problem of it collapsing, because it's, it's uh, safe. And we're talking about two people, and they're Kshayim, so there's no problem of Khashad, but there's a problem of Mazikin because the Mazikin are particularly prevalent there. That's answer number one. Answer number two is, the Ebi say, all you want, if you want, you can say like this. The Olam, you're right. Really, the Chaz. We're talking about there's only one person going in. Uva Chorva Chazati. And we're talking about a new Chorva. And as we said, there's no problem of it collapsing. But the, so why, if there's only one person, if there's one person, yeah, there's a problem of Mazikin. But why is there not a problem of Chashad? Why are we not worried what people are going to think he's planning to do there? The answer is the Koi Bedabra. This Chorva is in a field. Dabra is a field. And in a field, um, in the field there's no problem of Chashad. Why? Because women don't normally go into fields. It's not a good place for women to go. It's deserted areas. They don't go into fields. But obviously Mazikin, they're not bothered whether it's a field or it's the city. They'll go wherever they want. Therefore, the second answer is, we're talking about in a field. And therefore, if you're in a field, even if you're going in on your own, you don't have to worry about Chashad. No one's going to suspect you in a field that there's a hard of there. A woman wouldn't go there. We don't assume so. There's no problem of it collapsing because it's a Chorba Chadzi. It's, it's a relatively new Chorba. But, Mazikin, they're all there. Since you're there on your own, it's a problem. Okay, that's the end of the Gemara. So each situation can have we can have the situation where there will be, the reason could be because of Mahpeles, because it may collapse. If it's, a, if it's an old Chorva, you, you can have a situation where it will be because of Chashad. Chashad will be when there's two people going in, but they're corrupted, they're frivolous people. And then you can have a situation where it's just because of Mazikin. When will that be? If it's a Chorva Chadzi, it's newly dilapidated, so it won't collapse. But either there's two people going in together, and the Kshayim, so there's no problem of Chashad, but you're in an area where the Mazikin are particularly prevalent, so therefore even two people won't act, act as a protection. Or we're talking about in a field, therefore even on your own, there's no problem of, of Chashad, the woman wouldn't go there, but Mazikin do go there. So before we go on now, so Wolves? Yeah, but there can be a building. 
and the walls collapse. That's why I said to you before, and I think it's not a building. Yeah. Yeah. Remember they had shawls there. I mean, I don't know if they actually, it could be the government with, uh, I don't know if they had a roof on it, but I'll go on before we go on. Know what to answer now. I asked you, Rabbi Yossi, simple answer now. Rabbi Yossi went into a horrible. And the old came along and said, what are you doing? He says, in Yaakov what was he doing? What was he thinking even? So it says, in Yaakov, he relied on the protection of his spiller. So I said to you, no, I can understand the spiller will protect you that it won't collapse. Even if it was a, a, um, a, an old dilapidated area, it won't collapse, my spiller will protect me. Mazikin, I'm not worried either, my spiller will protect me from the harmful spirits. What about Hashad? What about people will suspect? Very good. That's why I said yesterday. Now, I don't know if you remember. I said yesterday specifically. Tosus on Gimel on Medalev says explicitly, "Haimi dafka be'ir abul b'sada muta." We didn't read it together inside. He was in a field. Sorry. No, mechurvos Yerushalayim. They must have been in a field on the outskirts. I don't. He was on the way out of Yerushalayim. I don't know. But Tosus clearly indicates he was he was in a field. And he says, towards the end, he's talking about when you can dive and have name it. And he says that Abaye, we mentioned this person outside yesterday, that Abaye said, I don't like, he cursed people who dive and have name it. So he says, so how could Rabbi Yeti, how could you suggest him to dive and have name He says, he says, so that's not if you're in the city. So Abaye, you've got no excuse to dive and have name it. So where was Rabbi Yossi? He was in a field. Uh, as you said, I don't, know, I don't know the geography, but he was in a field. He was on the journey, and he was in a field. Right? Tosis is the first one who says that. The Gemara doesn't say he was in a field. So he was on a derech. I mean, in those days, presumably, the Dorokim, if it's not in an ear, it probably did. It was all greenery. But I'll call upon him, that's the answer. Therefore, there's definitely a simple answer. There's no chashad there. In a field, no women are going to go there. Okay, let's move on now. Tonerabonon. It's been taught in a brighter. The night is divided into four mishmoris. Yesterday we saw the opinion of Rabbi Yezer. It's the night divided into three watches. Here we're going to see a machlekes. The first opinion, Rebbe holds, the night is divided into four mishmoris. Sivri Rebbe, that's the opinion of Rabbi Yoda Anotti. Rabbi Nosson, Rabbi Nosson says, Shodish is divided into three. My timer, what's the reason to Rabbi Nosson? Where does, how does Rabbi Nosson know that the night divided into three. So we say, because the right in a posuk, and a hundred, Gidon together with a hundred men came with him, the edge of the camp, at the beginning of the that means the middle Ashmeres. Tana, and it's been taught, the word Tichrona, by definition, if it's middle, the word Tichrona means middle, obviously by definition, therefore means there must be something before it, and there must be something after it. Well, if he came in the, the Ashmeres HaTichrona, that's one, one before it, one after it, makes a total of three. Okay, so that's Rabbi Nosson. What does Rabbi say to back to that? For Rabbi, what does Rabbi say to that? My Tichrona, he says there's four Mishmaris, he says, do you know what Tichrona means? What does Tichrona mean? It means one of the two middle ones. There's actually four. And it means that Gidon came in one of the two middle ones. For Rabbi Nosson, Rabbi Nosson now replies back to that. He says, Rabbi, it doesn't say that in the Postic. Does it write one of the middle two Ashmeras? Um, it doesn't say that. It says the middle Ashmeras. Implying it's only one middle one. So we both agree there's not more than four. So it can't be five. So it's either three or four. So I'm right. I think I fit better to that apostle. There's only one middle one. That's the one he came in. There's one before and one after. Okay. Rebbe says, okay, I agree with you. But the mindset, I'm, I'm not too bothered by that apostle. But Rebbe obviously must have a stronger source than that. My time of the Rebbe. Ask the Gemara, what's the reason of, of, um, of Rebbe? So, Omar Rabbi Zerika, Omar Rabbi Ami, Omar Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. Rabbi Zerika said, in the name of Rabbi Ami, in the name of Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. Because, cost of Echad the one post says with regard to David, Chatzis Laila Okum Lohodis Loh, 
al mishpatit zikacho. The Dovid Amelech says, at midnight, I would get up, we'll see whether Hashem next week, I don't know, we'll, we'll, we'll probably leave the whole circuit for next week, what about Dovid Amelech's practices? It's easy tomorrow, we'll do it totally in one go. That uh, Dovid Amelech says, I would get up at midnight, to give thanks to you. Al mishpatit zikacho, over the, literally, the judgments of your righteousness, and all this, to give shavach lo to give praise to Hashem. At midnight. The Kotu Be'echazoneh, another Potsuk says, the Dovid Amelech says, Kidmu einai ashmuras. My eyes preceded the ashmuras. Meaning, I got up. The word ashmuras is singular or plural. Plural, right? Plural. So that means I got up two ashmuras. We think before the end of the night. So let's make a simple uh, calculation here. For Kesad, how does that work? He says I got up at chatzos, and that must mean that at chatzos. That's two Ashmurais, minimum of two, but we say it can't be more than two. Two Ashmurais before the morning then. So if you've got two Ashmurais after midnight, you must have two Ashmurais before midnight, because otherwise it's not midnight. Yeah, is that self-understood? Okay. So, okay, so how does that work? It must be, Arabat Mishmurais have the The night is four Mishmurais, and therefore it works. He says, I got up at midnight, which is two Ashmurais before the morning. Okay. For Rabbi Nossam, what does Rabbi Nossam reply to that? Rabbi Nossam says, there's only three. So he says, Sovalok Rabbi Yeshua. So the Gemara, he holds like Rabbi Yeshua. There's some, because we learn from the Mishnah later on, that Rabbi Yeshua, Oimah, Rabbi Yeshua says, Ad Shorish Shois. You've got three hours to say, to say Kriyashma. Shekin Derech Melochim Lamud B'Shorish Shois. Because it's the way of kings to get up in the third hour of the day. And therefore, since Kriyashma in the morning has got to be Uf Kumacho, so as long as there's somebody still getting up at that time, and the kings are the people to get up the latest, that's good enough. So therefore, three hours into the day, you're still fine. So therefore, what was Dovid Hamelech saying? I got up at Chatzot. So what did he mean, Kid Mu'enai Ashmurot? He said, I got up two Ashmurot, two watches, not before the morning, two watches before other kings. Yeah, two watches before other kings. So let's just work this one out. If you say like Rabbi Nossam, that, the, that there are three watches during the night. Three watches. So how many hours is each watch? Four hours. Twelve divided by three. Four hours. So therefore, what was he saying? I got up two watches, the equivalent of two watches, before other kings. Other kings got up at the beginning of the third hour. Now, just... Put that piece of information in your mind for later on, okay, when we get to stuff test. Rashi, Rashi clearly says there, I mean, it's the Gemara really, was at the beginning of the third hour, which, I'll just raise the question now, how, until when are we allowed to say Kriyashima? The beginning or the end of the third hour? The end, three hours into the day. And that's based on when the kings get up. Well, the kings get up at the beginning of the third hour. I'll really ask the question. It's clear from the Gemara, they get up here at the beginning of the third hour. That's the last time we may discuss when we get to stuff test. It's not in the guest house now. But, the main point is, so the kings get up at the beginning, let's call it the beginning of the third hour. So, chatzos till the morning is how many hours? Six hours, obviously. Midnight to the morning is six hours. Plus the two hours while the other kings are, sl- are sleeping is eight hours. That's the equivalent of two mishmaris, according to Rabbi Nelson. Each mishmar is four hours, as we said. Four times two is eight. Very simple. Says the Gemara. Um, he said, uh, six hours of the night, and the two hours of the day, that's the two Mishmaris. Sorry? That's going to be the next answer. Good, good. No, very good. But according to this, we're not. I mean, we're not including half. It's two full. It's the equivalent of two full. Because it's six hours of the night, from Chatzos till morning is six hours, plus the two hours of the day, that fills in the other half. Obviously, it's not, it's not Ashmuras of the night, because it's already daytime. 
But it's the same amount of time, eight hours is the equivalent of two Ashmuras of the night. That's all he's saying. I get up at Chatzos, and what's he trying to boast with that? He's saying, I get up earlier than other kings. How much earlier do I get up than other kings? The equivalent of two Mishmaras before other kings, which is eight hours. That's what he means. Again, it, it doesn't necessarily mean eight. Again, I, I realize you're saying, so you're saying it's going to be. You can either assume it's the equinox, or again, he's just saying take two hours of the day. Which, in terms of minute, you're right. Minutes will be longer. He's just saying two hours of the day plus six of the night. Even though there may be different lengths of time, it's the idea to Ashmeras. So you're right. It's not the equinox. It won't be exactly. Uh, be quite a difference. But the idea is, therefore, it's eight hours, which is the equivalent of two of his mishmaras. Because he holds the night of three mishmaras. The second answer is, like you said, Ravashi or Ravashi says, mishmara upalza nami mishmaras koradu. He says, it's not really a problem. One and a half mishmaras, according to Rabbi Nosan, it's one and a half mishmaras from Chatzos in the morning. That's already plural. It's more than one. One and a half is already called two. You can say, I got up two mishmaras before other, uh, before the morning. So that's fine. Two answers. So our component, we've got here a machoikas between Rabbi Nosan and Rabbi. How many mishmaras are the night? Rabbi Nosan says three, and each mishmar will be four hours. And Rabbi says it's four mishmaras, each mishmar is three hours. And as we saw yesterday, Rabbi Yezek goes like, like who, Rabbi Nosan or Rabbi? Like Rabbi Nosan. Three mishmaras. Okay. Uh, so it's not, not gonna, I mean, the, we saw yesterday, it does make a little bit of an afkamina for us. If you want to get up at the, at, at the opportune time to daven, as we read from Shulchan Aruch yesterday, the opportune time to daven is at the beginning, or the end, whichever you want it, the transition between one mishmar and the next. And therefore, since we take on, the, it's like Rabbi Yez, it's three mishmaras, so if you want to get up at the opportune time, it's either the end of the third of the night, the end of the second third of the night, or at Ades HaShachar. That's the opportune time to daven. When the Shekhinah is Kaviyachal, is mourning, the loss of the Beit HaMikdash, you join in with that. It's an opportune time to ask Hashem for what you need. Says the Gemara. What about Yitzhah Yigishah? Yeah. I suppose it doesn't actually show that the, the, the word Mishmar, it just shows Hashem, so to speak. Yeah, correct. Says the Gemara, "V'Amar Rabbi Zerika, Amar Rabbi Ami, Amar Rabbi Yeshua Ben Nevi." Ain Omrim Bifnei Amid, another member of his, the same person. So that's how he comes in here. We don't say in front of a dead, uh, in front of the deceased, "Elo Zavor of Shamid." We only say things. I'll, I'll say for the time being, pertaining to the deceased. Amar Rabbi Abba, Bar Kano. Says Rabbi Abba Bar Kano, "Lo Amoron Elo B'Divrei Torah." That's only with regards to Divrei Torah. You don't speak Divrei Torah in front of the deceased because, as Rashi tells us, this, because of Mishum, it's because of Apostle which says Lei Glorosh, one who mocks the the um, the poor man, Chelif Oseyu blasphemes his maker. In other words, it's not fair to do that to the deceased. The wording of Rashi is very interesting wording here. If you look at Rashi, Dibba Hamasil, um, you got it there. Ela Ledvah Halachah. Yeah, Elo Lidva Alokho. It's about a quarter of the way down, a third of the way down. Elo Lidva Alokho. Also, Lesap Elofonov. It's also to speak Divrei Torah in front of him. Shakol Chayov and Lesap Elofonov. Because everyone is obligated to speak about them. Vahameis Domim. And understandably, the dead person is silent. Vahameis Domim. And therefore, for him, it's, you're, you're mocking the, the uh, poor man is blaspheming his maker. Very, very interesting Rashi. It sounds from Rashi, I mean, if you just read Rashi, it sounds to me at least, that the dead person is also Mechuyah. Rashi doesn't say, because, we, because we're speaking Divrei Torah and he's not. He says, we're all Mechuyah, we're all obligated in Divrei Torah, and the, the, this poor guy who's dead, he can't speak, he's silent, and therefore you're making fun of him. But if he's not obligated, then Rashi should have said something else. He should have said, you're mocking him because we're all, we're all so lucky we can still speak to Rita and he can't. Rashi doesn't say that. Rashi says, everyone's mechuyah in it. It's, it's right. We say, the Gemara says, once a person dies, he's now said, Chofshim in our mitzvah. 
He's made three of all mitzvahs. So what's Rashi saying? So I don't know for definite. You may be able to get out of it by saying he doesn't really mean that. I'd like to just tell you, it could be Rashi saying there's, there's an amazing, amazing Rashi in Metechus Middle where he said a, a mind-boggling Chiddush which the other Rishonim, many other Rishonim disagree with. And this is the Chiddush he says. He says, it's the Gemara there is talking about putting on, um, on a dead person, putting Kilayim. And the Gemara says they're not to put Kilayim on it. And the Gemara, most Rishonim learn it's because of Tchiyat HaMetim or something like that when he becomes alive again. The Rashi says that's not the reason. He says, you know why? He says, just like when it comes to a Kosa, you've got a child who's doing something which is Osa, or let's get the other way you're definitely not allowed to tell a child to go and do something awful. You're not allowed to do that. You can't go give a child a piece of, uh, of, uh, of nevelum, of uh, you know, non-kosher meat and say, here, go eat it. You're not allowed to do that. Even though he's a cotton. Says the Rashba, so too you're not allowed to do something awful on a dead person. So the Rashaim say, what's one got to do with other? This guy's dead. He's Hoshim in Amitzvah. What seems to be going on, without working it through properly, but the Rashba is telling us an amazing chiddushah. Just like a coffin. A coffin's not a, not a goy. A goy has got nothing to do with mitzvahs. He's not mechuyim in them. He's got nothing to do with mitzvahs. A coffin's not like that. A coffin is shut. He is shy to the mitzvahs. Just he's a coffin. So you can't obligate him because he's too young. He's not a barzeah. So since he's shy to the Torah, so you, must definitely can't, you may not have to stop him. Maybe yes, maybe no, depending on... But you definitely don't have to. You definitely cannot give him it because he's shy to the mentor. So too, the Rashba says, this is what the Rashba seems to be saying, a dead person is not a goy. What does the Gemara mean? It says, now that Chav Shimon means, no, he, I mean, to put it very uh, mildly, he's honest. I mean, you know, if he's dead, he can't really be Mekai in the mitzvahs anyway. It's not his fault. But it's not shut the exact goy, he's got no shy to the mitzvahs whatsoever. Okay? He's got shyness to the mitzvahs, just he can't be Mekayim because he's dead. So therefore, since he's got shyness to the mitzvahs, just like a cotton, who he's not, he can't do anything, you can't blame the cotton, you can't blame the mate, but since you are still alive, you can't go and feed him Issa. You can't put Kilayim on him. If you say that... Yeah, that's what the other Rishonim say, the Rashba doesn't like it. The Rashba doesn't like it. I really, that, 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 that's exactly what they are. But he, he doesn't like that. He doesn't like that. He seems to be saying that the pshat, I mean, if you, there's a little bit more to it than that. But that that's the, the basic idea. Is it seems to be saying that even a dead person, but Edson, he's still, I mean, he's a Jew. He's shy, I mean, in Shomayim, he's going to be learning Torah anyway. He may not be getting the same reward, I mean, he may not be getting rewards for it. But he's shy, so he's dead and he's higher. I mean, I don't know if you can use the word higher. But therefore, it, it, it's a very big tragedy for this mate. He says, I'm a Jew like all of you, but I can't. I can't learn the Torah. Could be that's what Rashi means. He doesn't, Rashi, Rashi, Rashi doesn't say that. Rashi doesn't say that. Rashi says he's silent. He doesn't think that he won't get the reward because he he he's not the Chuyah. He doesn't say that. He says he's silent. That, that's why I, I said maybe you, you, it could be you can get out of it with a bit of a, what they call a fetch. But based on this, let's go to stage number two. So what about if that's the case? What would you say? Can I speak about at, at a, you know for a mace, you know a hefer? They speak different Torah. Are you allowed to speak different Torah? When the Gemara talks about here speaking different Torah, not speaking different Torah, can you speak different Torah for the at a hefer? On the one hand, you'll say, well, it's Kovei Damek. Right? The Taz, just as, we'll speak, if we hope to have time to speak one or two words in Aloha, but the, the Taz says, he says, the Kedodirim, the, they go wild over these people who speak, give a whole heft of basically showing off their, their Torah knowledge, all under the name, this is all for the Kovei Damek. He says, they make some sort of connection at the end of it, says, yeah, yeah this was to do with the Mace, and everyone knows full well it's got nothing to do with the Mace. So they're just showing off their oratory skills and their, the Torah. He says, it's Mamasha, an absolute Issa. Right? We'll figure out what the min on is, is that you can definitely speak the Torah. But based on this, it could be you couldn't. Because, very nice, it's for Kovic Army. So what? 
the maize cannot speak to Beitoh, you're making fun of them, it's a mockery. Okay? It, it's clear from Rishonim, some learn, I'll bring you a proof, I'll be bring you one proof. Tosus in, in, uh, in Bavakamo, the Gemara says in Bavakamo that over the Kever, at the grave of Chizkiyahu, they set up a yeshiva. Asked Tosus, what are you doing? So you know what some Rishonim say? And it's brought, brought in, in the Torah, the bit of Beitoh, I should say, what's the simple answer? What do we know about Chizkiyahu? Chizkiyahu was a, a major, and the, the amount of Torah spread throughout the world, a, a major thing. So if it's COVID for him, to set up a yeshiva, that's the biggest COVID you could do for him. That's, that's not making fun of him. Tosus doesn't answer that. You know what Tosus says? And the Rosh says? It was outside of his Daladamas. So we'll see, the problem is only within Daladamas. Tosus Shetter. Why? It was COVID for him. The answer is COVID or not, who cares? You're not allowed to speak to Torah around the lake. Um, it was supposed to be a handout today, but it's due to, to a lack of paper, it didn't happen. But I'll read to you the Me'iri. The Me'iri says, that you can see it from the Me'iri as well. He says, When people are standing in front of the Me'iri, He says, What are you allowed to speak? If you're not allowed to speak to Me'iri, Unless they are to do with Me'iri, didn't say because it's covered amid. In the Dada al Sarah Amid, or to speak about what needs to be done for the burial. Or to give people a little bit of a wake up call that, you know, one day everyone's going to meet the same, same thing. Doesn't say anything about speaking to to speak about the praise of this person. Doesn't say anything of the sort. And as I said, other Rishonim say no. As long as it's covered amid, not a problem. If it's covered amid, it's not a problem. Let me just, we're going to run out of time, so I'm just going to finish the two dots, and maybe next week we'll, we'll just uh, close up the, the Indian next week. The Gemara says, to so the first Russian is, you can only speak, it's only a problem to speak to the Torah there. I will merely the armor less than but to start speaking about the news, that's not a problem, because believe me, the mate, when he's in the Olam HaMS, he sees how futile everything else is in the world, he's quite happy for you to, that he's not speaking about uh, the news and the latest politics. Whereas the other opinion is, they could the Omri others say, Omri Rabbi Abba Barakahana, Le Amoron Ela Afiru Bidivere Torah. The problem is not only, don't think it, it's only with Divere Torah, no, it's even with Divere Torah. The Kosh came midi to Amor. And all the more so when it comes to otherworldly matters, that's an even bigger problem to speak in the proximity of the maze. I'll leave you with a question what is the Kosh came? If it's because of Le Glorosh, a Kosh came. Why is the Rosh, why is this poor man, the dead man, why is he so worried? If you want to take a look, it's in the Tosh Torah, she answers the question, and Shem will wrap it up next week.